This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Aloha. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, I'm so happy to be with you after this uh, magnificent full moon experience that we just had all around the world. And uh, where I was, it was cloudy and rainy. So I didn't I didn't get to see the full moon uh, that night, but life is still good. I saw it on uh, video cam. <laughs> live live stream. Oh, well, let's join together. Be the happy learner that we are born to be. So I invite you to join me in placing your hand upon your heart. Let's take this breath of love and gratitude together and be so very, very grateful that God is all that there is and love is all that we are. And that the truth of our being is that we are these great rays of light, that the full spectrum of light and love is our true identity. So in this very moment, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our nature is love. It always has been and it always will be. We're grateful and thankful to surrender the habits, the beliefs, the patterns that make us unhappy, the blocks to love, we make a holy offering of them right now to the Holy Spirit. We're grateful and thankful to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting as we open our mind to the truth that sets us free. We are honestly sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful and so thankful to simply allow the healing to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Mm. So we are grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. And (laughs) what I uh, got for our topic today is to be the happy learner. And what I know is that uh, this is what we'd all like to be, isn't it? To be the happy learner. And yet, so often we choose the thoughts that do not make us happy. We choose that which is actually uh, the cause of our suffering. And in fact, there's a perfect uh, teaching from Jesus in the introduction to chapter 5, the text chapter 5, which chapter 5 is entitled Healing and Wholeness. And right there in that first section, he says to us, to heal is to make happy. I've told you to think how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many you have refused. Isn't this true? Haven't we all had so many opportunities for our happiness and we have actively chosen our punishment, our suffering. We've actively chosen to think the thoughts that literally cause us to feel miserable. How many times have we had the opportunity to change our mind and to think the thoughts of love, compassion, peace, kindness, generosity, and forgiveness, and yet we go out of our way 
to think the thoughts of regret and resentment and complaints and taking offense, thoughts of blame and shame. So this is what he's reminding us of. I have told you to think how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many you have refused. So he's inviting us to really consider this. Not just read that sentence. Not just think, oh yeah, that's true. But to actually consider how many times, how many opportunities have you actively, willfully chosen to align with the ego for the cause of your suffering. And one of the things I've noticed, because certainly that used to be true of me, is I would literally avoid the things that would make me feel better. I would literally choose the things that would make me feel worse. And why did I do that? There was a sense that the pain, the suffering, the regret, the resentment, the shame, the blame, the hurt, the anger, the doubt, the fear, the worry, all of that was more familiar to me, more familiar to me, than happiness, joy, freedom, wisdom. One of the things that we notice when we're waking up when we're in this active process of awakening is that very often we feel so uncomfortable choosing our happiness that we will go the other way. And so this is why A Course in Miracles is a mind training system to support us in recognizing when those moments come And rather than do what we usually do, to go the other way, to go to the way of love and peace and joy, and the fastest, easiest way to do that is to call upon, as it says in A Course in Miracles, to call upon God, to call upon the angels, to call upon the Holy Spirit, to call upon Jesus, the company of heaven, and all that is holy, so that we're not going it alone. We're not relying on our ego to help us find our way, because that doesn't work. So Lesson 183, I've talked about this many times, it says in paragraph 2, and this is right around the halfway point of the course, It says, say God's name and you invite the angels to surround the ground on which you stand and sing to you as they spread out their wings to keep you safe and shelter you from every worldly thought, in other words, every ego thought, that would intrude upon your holiness. Repeat God's name and all the world responds by laying down illusions. Call the name of God and you invite the angels to surround the ground on which you stand and sing to you as they spread out their wings to keep you safe and shelter you from every worldly thought that would intrude upon your holiness. So I'm inviting you to do this as part of your practice so that you can be the happy learner. So here is also the practice that Jesus is giving us. Think about, to really contemplate how many opportunities you've had to gladden yourself and how many times you've refused. So contemplate that. Authentically contemplate it because this is where the the revelation of, of insight will come. He is saying that refusing the opportunities you've had to gladden yourself, this is the same as telling you that or this teaching he's giving here is the same as telling you that you have refused to heal yourself. People say, oh, I'd like to heal myself. I'd like to heal the physical body. I'd like to heal the emotional body. I'd like to heal the mental body. So he's saying to heal is to make happy. How many times have you had the opportunity to gladden yourself 
and how many have you refused? This is the same as telling you that you have refused to heal yourself. The light that belongs to you is the light of joy. Radiance is not associated with sorrow. Joy calls forth an integrated willingness to share it and promotes the mind's natural impulse to respond as one. Those who attempt to heal without being wholly joyous themselves call forth different kinds of responses at the same time and thus deprive others of the joy of responding wholeheartedly. So to heal is to make happy. So if you're attempting to heal without being wholly joyous, if you're attempting to be a healing presence in this world, even to heal yourself, and you're doing it without understanding the nature of joy and happiness that comes as part of our healing, to heal is to make happy. If you're not understanding, if you're still choosing sadness, hurt, resentment, regret, and you think that these things are out of your control, you haven't yet understood the teachings of forgiveness, and that's okay. It remains still for you to unfold. It still remains perfect for you. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just your willingness has not yet extended to being happy, to truly forgiving, to extending compassion, and being compassionate with yourself. So that can op- that door can open for you in your mind. And if it hasn't opened yet, it's just because of your willingness. Nothing more. There's nothing wrong with anyone. Nothing. It's just the stinking thinking. Nothing wrong with anyone. And this is what we're learning to hold in our mind. Now, in uh, chapter 12, which is entitled The Holy Spirit's Curriculum, and the first section, which is called The Judgment of the Holy Spirit, it says, you have been told not to make error real, and the way to do this is very simple. If you want to believe in error, you would have to make it real because it's not true. The truth is real in its own right. And to believe in truth, you do not have to do anything. Isn't that a relief? To to believe in truth, you don't have to do anything. Now, why is that? Hmm? Because you already are the truth. Literally, your essential nature is truth. It's true. Remember, like attracts like. So when you're interested in the truth, it will reveal itself in your awareness. It has to because it's already there. And it's only obscured by the errors that you're choosing to make real. He says here, understand that you do not have to respond to anything directly, but to your interpretation of it. Aha. All right. So what he tells us in uh, the workbook, I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm only upset because of my interpretation, the meaning that I make of it. So we don't have to respond to anything directly, but to our interpretation of it. Your interpretation thus becomes the justification for the response. So if you respond with anger, resentment, hurt, sadness, taking offense, it's because of your interpretation. So you don't have to respond to anything directly, only your interpretation. Mm -hmm. And he says, that is why analyzing the motives of others is hazardous to you. All right? Haven't you heard me say this many times? Don't try and figure other people out and what their motives are. Why would you need to do that? Only the ego wants to analyze things in order to understand them. The ego analyzes. The spirit already knows. 
So analyzing the motives of others is hazardous to you. If you decide that someone is really trying to attack you or desert you or enslave you, you will respond as if he had actually done so, having made his error real to you. So this is one of the places where we can save so much grief and be the happy learner instead of the grief-stricken learner. To interpret error is to give it power. And having done this, you will overlook the truth. So remember, the ego is a meaning-making machine. It literally is. It's a meaning-making machine. When we're aligned with the ego, we're going to be analyzing. We're going to be making the meaning of things. And we're always going to be misinterpreting because the spirit only knows the truth. So when we're aligned with the I am presence, our, our spiritual nature, when we're aligned with the Holy Spirit, we're only going to see with the eyes of truth. We're only going to hear with the ears of truth. We're only going to know with the mind of truth. Because only truth is real. Error is not real. If you're feeling upset, it's because you're deciding to see an error where there is none. Now, you can go into the ego mind and try to analyze all that, right? Isn't that what a lot of us do? We go into analyzing our analyzing. <laughs> yeah. it's See, the ego mind is like a labyrinth that takes us nowhere, only to one dead end after another. So... Let us go for the labyrinth of truth, which brings us home like the prodigal son, okay? So, in truth, rather than responding to the error, believing the error, analyzing the error, if we just go right to truth, it'll be a revelation in our mind. If we're willing to say, well, right now, I'm only seeing the error, But I'm not interested in analyzing the error. I'm not interested in affirming the error or making it real. Because the error is only going to upset me. I have been upset enough. And I am interested in loving myself free of all this upset. I am interested in loving myself free of the ego's prison and the ego suffering. I am interested in loving myself free and sharing the benefits with everyone. I am interested only in choosing the atonement for myself. Therefore, I cannot make the error real. If I don't make the error real, I'll never be upset. So, I don't know what anything is for, except it's for my awakening, it's for my healing, and the Holy Spirit will show me On a need-to-know basis, I am willing to be led, guided, and healed. And as I learn to heal, I will be the happy learner. And I will be able to share with others what I am learning. And this is the gift that I am choosing to give myself this day to be the happy learner. So let us choose this. Let us choose it with our whole heart and open our mind to the power of love. I'm so grateful to be able to join with you today and to know the truth that sets us free. We're choosing to know the truth. This is our free will choice. Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Well, you can hear the music. It's time for me to take a break. And as I go to this break, I invite you to check out uh, the website, thepowerofloveministry.net. Power of Love Ministry is the ministry that I founded. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And we're a nonprofit organization. If you love this radio show, if you value it at all, of course, the best thing you can do would be to tell your friends about it and share and spread the word. You can get all the more than 200 episodes downloadable at Unity Online Radio or at iTunes or at Stitcher. If you're an Android person, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, at Stitcher for Android and iTunes for 
iPhones and iPads. Remember, all these episodes are free, including episodes with Ken Wapnick and Gary Renard and Dave Hoffmeister and John Mundy, Dan McKeeves, and, oh my gosh, uh, Regina Dawn Akers, and so many people, uh, wonderful teachers. And if any of it uh, is valuable to you, please write a review, let people know what you think of it, then more people will find it. And you can always make a contribution to help cover our expenses. It's much appreciated. It's a tax-deductible contribution to poweroflovemistry.net. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. We'll be right back with learning how to be the happy learner. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 you're back. I'm back. Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about being the happy learner. And in our text here, there's a section in chapter 14, which is called Teaching for Truth. And it's uh, section two entitled The Happy Learner. And it gives us a wonderful prayer uh, right uh, in paragraph three there of section two, The Happy Learner. It says, the truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. And everything beside it is not there. Let me make the one distinction for you that you cannot make but need to learn. Your faith in nothing is deceiving you. Offer your faith to me and I will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs. You will find no deception there but only the simple truth. And you will love it because you will understand it. (laughs) So, uh, Jesus tells us to give our faith to the Holy Spirit, to him. It says in at the beginning of this paragraph, um, to those unhappy learners who would teach themselves nothing and delude themselves into believing that it, is not nothing. The Holy Spirit says with steadfast quietness, the truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. And everything beside it is not there. Let me make the one distinction for you that you cannot make but need to learn. Your faith in nothing is deceiving you. Offer your faith to me and I will place it gently In the holy place where it belongs, you will find no deception there, but only the simple truth, and you will love it because you will understand it. Then Jesus tells tells us, like you, the Holy Spirit did not make truth. Like God, he knows it to be true. The Holy Spirit brings the light of truth into the darkness and lets it shine on you. and. As it shines, your brothers will see it. And realizing that this light is not what you have made, they see in you more than you see. They will be happy learners of the lesson this light brings to them because it teaches them release from nothing and from all the works of nothing. So remember, this comes from chapter 14, Teaching for Truth. And what we're learning here, when we're learning to be the happy learner, is also to be the teacher of truth. Because we're always teaching the efficacy of our choices. We're always, always teaching what we believe. So, it's it's interesting. I I have found that... 
and I discovered this before I discovered A Course in Miracles. And because like attracts like, I think that's why I attracted The Course in Miracles into my life and why it made me so happy to discover it and to begin to um, hear these teachings so clearly coming through this book is that it is a truth teaching. It is a very, very clear truth teaching. And what it says over and over and over again is what I call giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. So here again, the invitation Jesus is saying is call to the Holy Spirit. Put your faith in the Holy Spirit. Don't put your faith in your own opinions, in your own judgments, in the meaning that you make of things. Don't put your faith in your interpretation. If you do put your faith in your own interpretation of things, you're always going to be upset. So if you think of the early lessons of A Course in Miracles, it's always about, it's all about, rather, discovering, oh my gosh, I have given everything that I see the meaning that it has for me. And think of this. Think of how many times we change our minds, right? We change our minds like the wind blowing and changing. And so what the Holy Spirit, what Jesus are saying to us here in A Course in Miracles is, do not invest your happiness in your changing opinion. If you love someone until you discover something about them that you don't like, then that's not really love. That's what Shakespeare said, right? Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds. So we are constantly changing our minds, changing our opinions. So our opinions are the error that we place our belief in. And this destroys our happiness every time, every single time. So the invitation is to be the happy learner. Remember, to heal is to be happy. So so many people I talk to are in physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain. They're looking desperately for some kind of healing. They're trying to go to some healer, find some kind of medication or experience or something that can be a healing to them. And yet the healing truly is in when We are walking this earth in our daily life all day long. Every time we notice that we're feeling distressed or disturbed or upset in any way, then we can say to the Holy Spirit, I must have chosen wrongly. I must have an error in my perception. Rather than making the error real, trying to analyze it, trying to understand it, trying to fix it, The fastest path to healing and happiness is to hand it all over to the Holy Spirit. Just hand it up. That's what I call partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And so that giving it away, not trying to manage it anymore, not trying to cope with it anymore. Again, not trying to go into ego analyzing. Because analyzing, managing, and coping These are the strategies of the ego. We are the living Christ. There's no need for us to manage or to cope or to try and figure out and analyze the error. No happiness can come from that. No joy can come from that. So as we learn to practice this, As we recognize the truth is true and nothing else matters because nothing else is real. And as we give to the Holy Spirit all our faith, all our trust, then we learn how to be a healing presence in this world. Because as we heal, we teach others to heal. It's really all that's required is our willingness to learn And really, what does that mean? It's remembering the truth. It's being willing to recognize or recognize the truth that sets us free. 
So the truth is already encoded into us. It's already there in our heart, which is the altar of God's love. And this is why the teaching tells us to value the altar, that we are the treasure of God. The treasure is on the altar. This is all from A Course in Miracles. Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto us. And yet, when we're in pain and we're in suffering, we're still following the ego, thinking that trying to analyze it, trying to figure out is our best bet. So it takes that willingness to place our faith in the Holy Spirit. And when we start to do that, what most people I talk to find, as I did, is that that experience of shifting from placing our faith in the ego's ability to manage, cope, and analyze, to placing our faith in the Holy Spirit to transmute and transcend, to, to show in our mind a revelation of truth, it can feel physically, emotionally, and mentally excruciating. It really can. Because it's a recalibration. And it's such a deep and intense shifting that for many of us, it can be very, very painful. In fact, in the section, uh, I believe it's chapter 17, section 5, entitled The Healed Relationship. Let me just go there right now. Let me turn in the pages. It's one of my favorite sections, the healed relationship. Where are you? There we are. It's my page 362. It says here, the invitation with any painful relationship is to give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. And immediately the Holy Spirit starts to transform the relationship into a holy relationship from an ego-based relationship. And it says here in paragraph 4 of this section 5, the healed relationship in chapter 17, it says paragraph 4, the temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with the shift in goals. And the conflict between the goal and the structure of the relationship is so apparent that they cannot coexist. And it says, set firmly in the unholy relationship, there is no course except to change the relationship to fit the goal. So the relationship has to be changed because it goes from being uh, a special relationship to a holy relationship. They have totally different goals. So the ego-based special relationship, the goal of it is to keep you safe in an unsafe world. Shelter against the storm. That's the way I describe it. And the holy relationship is to help you know the truth that sets you free, to help you understand the unity of all life, the oneness of all life. And it says here that now that the relationship has a new goal, what most people are going to do and it actually says this in paragraph three. Many relationships. I'm sorry, I'm going to back up here. It says that once you give the relationship to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wastes no time in introducing the practical results of asking him to enter. At once, the Holy Spirit's goal replaces yours. So that's the holy relationship. This goal replacement is accomplished very rapidly, but it makes the relationship seem disturbed, disjunctive, and even quite distressing. So why is that? Because the relationship was originally constructed to serve the ego, right? So now you've said, oh, I don't want that goal anymore. I want the the goal of the Holy Spirit, which is the holy relationship. So now the relationship which has been constructed for the ego, it's got to be reconstructed or deconstructed and reconstructed for the holy relationship. 
And it says, this is accomplished very rapidly, but it makes the relationship seem disturbed, destructive, and even quite distressing. And it says, now the relationship seems to make no sense, right? Because we, we haven't fully accepted the new goal yet. So the relationship is going to seem crazy. And you have to be able to hold and keep your faith in the Holy Spirit. And it says many relationships have been broken off at this point. In the pursuit of the old goal, the ego goal, reestablished in another relationship. So the temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with this shift in goals. So when we're authentically, truly making this shift from being an ego-based person to being the happy learner, there can often be this tremendous sense of feeling lost, confused, agitated, frustrated, Because we haven't quite really put our faith in the Holy Spirit yet. We're still in the habit of putting our faith in the ego. And the ego knows that we're making this shift to putting our faith in the Holy Spirit. And the ego starts to go berserk. But remember, the ego has no power of its own. The only way the ego can have any power is if you agree with it. So this is why I share over and over and over again, I have had so much healing, so much traction in my awakening, my ascension path from actively saying to the ego, you're not in charge anymore. I am that I am, and I am one with the I am presence of every being. I am is in charge of my life now. Holy Spirit is in charge of my life now. I'm placing my faith in God. I'm no longer placing my faith in the ego. No matter how upset and crazy you get, I'm not putting my faith in you anymore. Those days are over. Now, in a sense, what the ego is trying to do is keep us safe. Keep us safe from being ashamed and embarrassed and impoverished and all of that. At the same time, the ego is also trying to keep itself alive. So it also keeps us ashamed and angry and impoverished. How crazy is that? So what I have found is really just to consistently say to the ego, you're not in charge here anymore. You're not in charge. Sit down. Be quiet, watch, and learn. The Holy Spirit's in charge. The Holy Spirit's in charge. And sometimes you have to say that hundreds of times a day when you're in the thick of unwinding these patterns. But the, and it will feel like you could be in the spin cycle or like in the washing machine going through the wash and the spin and the rinse and the spin and the wash and back and forth. And it, it can feel so intense. And yet, It's a temporary experience. It will come to an end. And the more willing you are to invoke the Holy Spirit and to place your faith in the Holy Spirit, the faster that healing is going to take place, the faster you will discover that you are the happy learner and you will recognize that you are healing profoundly because happiness will break out. One thing I can tell you is I didn't used to laugh used to laugh very much at all and now I laugh all day long sometimes I laugh at just the joy like when I record my daily prayer each day a lot of times I just naturally it I laugh and I just giggle because there's a joy that's merging in my awareness in my beingness and that is our natural state we think we can get the things that will make us happy by analyzing, by trying to figure things out, and it just doesn't work. Our spirit knows the way to happiness, and the Holy Spirit will lead, guide us, and direct us. If only we will allow it to happen. Yes, we can be the happy learner. That's my invitation to you. One of the things I'd like you to know is forgiveness is the key. I have a free forgiveness workshop right there on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. It's called How to Get Over It. 
And I also have a free uh, relationship class right now called Stop Wrecking Your Relationships. I think it's going to be there for a few more days. I'm not quite sure. Go check it out on the homepage at jenniferhabit.com. Free workshops for you. Free classes for you. My pleasure and my joy to share with you. Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles right here on Unity Online Radio, where we are actively choosing to walk the talk and live the love. I'll be right back. Daily Word, Inspiration, and Practical Teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about being the happy learner. Going back to Chapter 12, the Holy Spirit's Curriculum and the Judgment of the Holy Spirit, Section 1. It's my page 215. It says here, remember we were talking about the ego analyzes while the spirit knows. So the analysis, it says here, Paragraph 2, The analysis of ego motivation is very complicated, very obscuring, and never without your own ego involvement. Well, right there, isn't that plenty of incentive not to go into analysis anymore? Remember, analysis is when you're trying to figure something out, when you're trying to understand it. So, honestly... This is the thing that I think is, I just keep saying it over and over again. If you notice you're trying to figure something out, if you notice you're trying to understand it, just stop. Just stop, give it to the Holy Spirit and say, I'd like to know what the truth is here and go on about your business. Think of great masterful beings like Einstein 
right? Theory of relativity. Talk about a revelation, revelation about relativity and the connectedness of everything in this world. He brought that forward into our consciousness from a scientific perspective. So helpful to us as spiritual beings for him to bring that forth from a scientific, scientific mathematical perspective. So if you think of Einstein and how he worked, and I, I've never studied Einstein, but I do know this about him. When he was stumped with something, what would he do? He would take a break. He would do something else. He would go take a nap, go for a walk, cha- change his thought. He didn't keep trying to analyze it and understand it. He would switch modes. That, to me, is that same thing of giving it to the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to labor in vain trying to understand and analyze things. Everything that we need to know will be given to us if we're willing to accept it, if we're willing to allow it into our awareness. This is the divine opportunity that's available to each and every one of us in every moment. So whenever there's analysis, we're trying to understand it, we're doing that with the ego. And it says here, back to chapter 12, section 1, paragraph 2, the process of analyzing ego motivation is very complicated, the very obscuring very obscuring and never without your own ego involvement. The whole process represents a clear-cut attempt to demonstrate your own ability to understand what you perceive. This is shown by the fact that you react to your interpretations as if they were correct, right? So we react to our interpretations of events and circumstances and what people say as though we're correct. You may then control your reactions behaviorally, but not emotionally. So isn't that what a lot of us are interested in, right? Isn't that part of the self-help movement is to uh, learn behavior modification? Well, who's in charge of that? The ego. There's no uh, real healing in behavior modification because you're not healing the mental pattern, the cause of it. In fact, the ego is sending you down this pathway as a total distraction. And you're thinking, oh, I've got to do this and do this really well. Well, who's in charge of judging whether or not your behavior modification program is going well? The ego, you see? So that's not the way to be the happy learner. Give it all to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you if you're willing. And the Holy Spirit is guiding every single one of us all the time because our mind never sleeps. We're always receiving insight and guidance from the Holy Spirit. And so often we have completely rejected it. We just go the other way. That's what I was talking about at the beginning, right? How many times have you had a chance to gladden yourself, to make yourself happy, and you refused to do it? In fact, you insisted upon making yourself miserable and doing the things that will make you miserable. You know, when I woke up this morning, I I, I felt joy and happiness to remember the Christ is my true identity. And as I was walking around and doing things and preparing for uh, the broadcast today, one of the things that I, it just popped into my mind, I guess, in preparation for the show today was there were so many times that I used to wake up feeling hung over from the night before, hung over from smoking too much or drinking too much or eating too many salty foods or staying up too late doing nothing important. There were so many times when I would wake up and my first thoughts would be I would notice that I don't feel well, my physical body doesn't feel well, and then I would go right into starting to chastise myself and berate myself for having made the choices 
that caused the pain and suffering in my physical body. And then I would tell myself that I was stupid, that I was a loser, that I was bad and I was wrong. And I should, should this and should not that, shooting all over myself. No chance for me to be the happy learner there. No faith in the Holy Spirit there, only the faith in the ego's interpretation. So it says, you may then control your reactions behaviorally, but not emotionally. This would be, this would obviously be a split or an attack on the integrity of your mind, pitting one level within it against another. There is but one interpretation of motivation that makes any sense. And because it is the Holy Spirit's judgment, it requires no effort at all on your part. Every loving thought is true. Everything else is an appeal for healing and help, regardless of the form it takes. Can anyone be justified in responding with anger to a brother's plea for help? No response can be appropriate except the willingness to give it to him. For this and only this is what he is asking for. Offer him anything else and you are assuming the right to attack his reality by interpreting it as you see fit. So every loving thought is true. If you see your brother is upset, it's a cry for love, it's a cry for help, and you go into condemnation and judgment, then that's just evidence of how you treat yourself. The way you treat yourself is how you're going to treat your brother, right? Some people say the way you do everything, anything is the way you do everything. So we're training ourselves to simply put our faith in the Holy Spirit. And that's where our happiness lies. It's amazing how quickly we can learn to be a successful learner when the Holy Spirit is in charge. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's a, there's an adjustment and it, it's not always easy, but it's always worth it. So let's move into prayer right now. So grateful and so thankful to place our hand on our heart once again and declare that we are wholeheartedly available to place our faith in the Holy Spirit. We truly are partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember our true identity is already perfect, whole, and complete. We are the perfect givers and receivers of love, and we're willing to remember it right here and right now. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you for praying with me. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Happy learner.